I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Oh, boy. Here oh, we boy. go. We are yes. off to the races. Welcome back to the Doctor Who After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. How you doing, Whovians? Good. Woo! Oh, we've ascended in many ways. Because we're talking about Ascension of the Cyberman. Men. Cybermen. Uh, here on AfterBuzz TV. Yes. Uh, I'm Zach Wilson stumbling over my plurals. It's all good. Adrian Snow's back. Hi, guys. Dave Child is back. Hey, I'm back. Remember me? I jumped <laughs> out of the portal just like a little master does. Uh, yeah. Rachel Goodman, unfortunately, couldn't make it this week, but she'll be uh, back with us next week yes. uh, for the finale. Uh, we keep trading off hosts. That's how we do it here. Yeah, and mm. I will be gone. Uh, uh, we like to trade our companions because last week Adrian and I were missing. Adrian's going to Scotland. <laughs> I am. Uh... But I'll be back. Dave will be back next week. Yes, I'll be here. I think we got a fun episode to talk about. Yeah. Part one uh, of two. Episode. What episode number is it? It's episode nine. Episode nine. It was like, (laughs) it's an interesting one to talk about because I feel like it's a lot of setup. Mm Mm-hmm. And a lot of questions are being said, but no answers. Zero answers. Yeah. this, This episode... Raised so many more questions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think gave us some interesting hints yeah. at mm-hmm. answers, which I'm very excited to see where we go. Because, like, just going through it real quick, let's try to do a checklist. What are all of our questions right now? Uh, who's Brandon? Who's, who's Brandon? Brandon? How is he immortal? Yeah. Um, uh, we, I guess we know where Ashad came from, but, like, what? Where did the Siberium come from entirely? And yeah. what are its? Right. What are the limits of its abilities? Oh, do, do you we think know that's exactly gonna be... where Shad came from? Uh, we know that he. So we'll, we'll get into that. Okay. Let's go. Keep going through our questions. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's see. We don't like. Where did this master come from? Yeah. How did he destroy Gallifrey? Why is there a portal to Gallifrey on this mysterious planet are uh, all, with a boundary? Are all the humans going to Gallifrey? So we're all. Are all the Time Lords just future is humans? Is this a, a portal that just like goes to Gallifrey, yeah. or is it just a portal that opens to somewhere? And because mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk about that, I have theories on like, well, what ha- like a human steps onto that portal uh, could yeah. do one thing, what but happens? what happens when a Time Lord steps onto that portal could do a right. different thing. Interesting. Who knows? Uh, um, and where's also- Jack? How did he get himself involved in this? Who is right. Koshamis? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Uh, why did um, well? Why did they decide? I'm always confused by Chibnall and and people's decision to honor or not honor certain uh, previous versions of villains. Mm-hmm. So to have like the, you know, tenant year Cybermen, and then to also have maybe even an older version Cybermen, and then to also have the most current Cybermen, yeah, but not the Mandazian Cybermen. It's a. Uh, it's always yeah. It gets a lot. very confusing. It gets it's just basically basically. Here comes the robot boys. Yes. <laughs> just think of them as the robot boys. And another question: Why does everything the Cyberman make the Cybermen make have to start with the word cyber? Yeah. Um, yes. Because they like it's their brand, man. That's how cyber you start fighter. a brand. Hashtag we had, cyber. We had cyber drones in this episode. Cyber camps. Uh, cyber ships. Cyberfighter, Siberian. They basically have Batman ears. They're just doing the Batman thing. They're just calling it Bat everything. That's just what it is. 
Also, we have to ask the we have to like still get the answer of what's up with that other doctor who you guys have been calling Doctor Ruth. Yes, yeah. Doctor Ruth. Like, so look, we gotta have needs. something to distinguish between them. Yeah, and that needs to be like that needs to be answered this season, or, uh, or at least addressed more yeah. this season. And from what we understand, it will be at least addressed. Good. Next episode. Okay. Good. Um, however, that does not, we don't know how many of these questions we're going to get answered. So let's go yeah. through Ascension of the Cybermen and attempt to get through a few. <laughs> um, real quick, because we could just put it, get it, d- discuss it, and then put it aside because th- we talk don't know how it ties Brandon. into anything. Let's talk, yeah, let's talk about Brendan, this okay. little baby in a basket. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a doorbell baby, if you will, but before, from before doorbells were a thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Who can't die. So, yeah, so is this like a a Captain Jack thing? Well, he can get old. He can get old, He's though. He's getting well, older. So can well, Captain Jack. Jack gets older. I mean, Jack ages crazy slow. To the right. face of both. Yeah. Um, but to okay. be fair, this guy got old in regular time. That's also, there's, yeah. there's also the question of like, I think there's a big reveal at the end where I don't know if it's a reveal. I don't know what it is because then he sees his dad and his dad is the same age. Yeah, yeah. the person who raised them. Tenants the same age. So a lot of people in the chat, by the way, I am on the chat if you want to jump on the chat. A lot of people in the chat are talking about whether this is a false memory. And I always felt like this was going to come into like this is going through the head of someone who's actually I thought this was a shod. Was my uh, that's my what I thought at first too, but then I thought maybe his dad was a shot. But then I looked at the actor who played a shot, and I was like, okay, maybe it's, it's it also not like a shot. the time period doesn't make sense with a shot. Like he still comes from the future, and he but went he, back in time. But even when you see half of his armor missing, he has like an old school shirt with like the weird cuffs on it. Does he? Yeah, I thought it was just like kind of the under. Under cyber armor, like clothes, maybe. But I was like, that just looks like an old school. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks Foster like a guy who, like, when he wasn't approved to be a cyberman, was just like, I'm gonna find an old cyber suit and put it on my body. Like that's what it looks like. So oh, that's what you shot. think is happening with Shot. For me, he looked because like he a was, damaged. Like I think he was the projected. My idea, what I understood about a Shot was that he was. Uh, converted, but then it didn't take properly, so they threw him away. And uh, they they were going to have him be kind of a leader position. I think he got rejected from that. I think uh, that's what I. That's get. not how I interpret it, but maybe I mean that could have been the case. Like was, he was an attempt at a cyber controller. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I was it's also just also the fact that usually when you are turned into a cyberman, it's not like your full body just put into a cyber suit. Like they, at least. It, maybe maybe with the one he was doing, but the one like the tenant years, they just extracted your skull. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, they could do like, it that way, and then heart. like your skeleton was like in there a lot of times, but like sometimes they would just like take your brain out and yeah. like stick it in places. Or I think the idea there was like they would just marry you with like other pieces. Mm. Yeah. Um, so you still needed a structural human body mm. a lot of the time, but then you don't because like the drones, I think, are still like there's a, a head in there, yeah, kind of thing. I had always been under the assumption that Cybermen were not full bodies, like they were, or at least not like they just took the person's body and just shoved it into put a shell. Ship. Yeah, it was more integrated than yeah. that. I think it it shifts between. It sh- I think they want to make it as curable as incurable as possible or curable as possible, depending on what, what they, they want for the plot. Yeah, I Tenet think that's what. I mean, look, Mondasian as incurable as possible. Mondasian Cybermen are 
body or like full body. Oh, that it was because Bill was Bill's full body. Yeah, but like it was, but her body was still like destroyed internally. Yeah, but she still had like hands and everything, like her pe- her yeah, arms her full and everything. Body were there. and then they. But she was gutted. Steve in the chat also thinks that his left arm was a was a Mondasian arm. Oh, oh interesting. interesting. It looked like it was just skin, but yeah. it definitely was like it looked like a human hand. It looked like he had a shirt on. <laughs> it looked like it was like a silver shirt, but it was yeah. yeah. Again, it was. I still like his design. He's a yeah. really good villain. Like he's a really good leader of the Cybermen. Oh, I love a shot. Like I, mm. I know we weren't. No one in this room was here to talk about last week's episode where we met a shot for the yeah. first time. Yeah. But I immediately fell for this character in like uh, the sense of like this is the most fun I've had, most interested I've been in a Cyberman story. Yeah. In years, like I liked Bill's episodes with it it was interesting it was a different take but yeah. i'm actually interested in More the tragic. cybermen side of the story not how you're affecting my yeah. like the I characters mean, it was more always sad when it was bill you know because you're still hoping the doctor can figure something out yeah and, you know they yeah. don't and it's a fine whatever but whatever, it was still but... just like the cybermen doing the cybermen thing yeah. this is the cybermen doing something new yeah that's this isn't even really a cyberman this is just somebody who it's just angry and wants to kill it. Well, he's he like reminded a, me. He's like a religious zealot. Yeah. Well, they also made him. I mean, there's a reason why he came in on the Frankenstein episode. They made him like Frankenstein in yeah. the novel. He yeah. was a guy who was full of rage, very eloquent, wanted to be better than what he was, and kind of hates that he's half of something. Yeah. And that's what he was like raging against. And it was it was that's a really nice way to introduce like any villain character. I'm glad it was a person. Who we got to have another episode with, and now like a third episode with. Yeah, it's almost coming up. As if he's more interesting than the master. Well, that'll be interesting. Well, well, shots fired. We'll, Come we'll at have, me, no, don't we'll have to get into that. that. But I do think he's more interesting than the master. At least. This well, round. he's also kind of newer, and he's something like with the master. It's we're kind of still trying to figure out who this master is. That's like, I think a problem. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. Like what's <laughs> like, his? Like I get who the, the, the emotionally who the character is, but I don't know his like reasoning like his story is like his why mm-hmm. um but i like with with a shot because we get this he starts talking about my my blessed ascension mm-hmm. like he's like rising he wants to rise to power mm-hmm. for cybermen it's always this like sort of indiscriminate need to just like it's almost a Upgrade. savior complex for the cybermen usually yeah. they're like we're, we'll free you from your emotions like yeah. we're here to help in a way but this is like I, i'm not here to help i'm well, here to help myself and rise to power else. yeah i don't mm-hmm. care about you this is about me and my power um which is like it's a fitting fitting villain for the times yeah uh it very it reads very real mm-hmm. yeah and but- scary but the cyber goo that he was trying to get at and is now in his head, what is it called again? Siberium? The si- Siberium? Siberium. I'm curious about what it actually does because it seems like it has some prophetic qualities too. Like he's he can see a little bit into the future. Well, with it doesn't it have like the full history of the Cybermen. That's the whole thing with Siberium. Yeah. Siberium. But I guess it's like from when? Like from when does it have the whole history? Well, it almost seems like it's like Time Lord technology, because, or maybe even something more advanced than that, because it's able to to tell them how they begin and how they end. Yeah. So maybe it's. I wonder if Siberium is what happens if a Cyberman converts a Time Lord, mm-hmm. like that. So maybe, like, what if Gallifrey fell to they into time the Cybermen? Um, well, this like 
If or the, not, uh, they turn into Cybermen. Sorry. Yeah, so like, because if you convert a human, you get human knowledge. But you convert uh, a Time Lord, you, they get they have all kinds of abilities. Yeah, and maybe like a Time Lord Cyber, a Cyber Time Lord. Uh, we have to go with the right naming conventions here for Cyber characters. Right. Uh, a Cyber Lord. Uh, <laughs> no. And that's what they're going to call it. I mean, Cyber Lords uh, would theoretically, like, maybe regenerate in certain ways mm-hmm. and ascend, and like, who knows what those kinds of physiologies could combine into? Mm-hmm. So maybe they just like turn into Siberium or invent yeah. Siberium. Could be like maybe this is when you cyber you have a cyber TARDIS. Also, someone brought this up too. Time this is another dimension in cyber. Tardic? This is another question, so this is why I'm bringing it up now. I know we're all over the place in this episode, but Dorothy Banks in the chat brings up maybe that is why he went after the other Cybermen in the shop because he's like unfinished, and is, that's what they're talking about right now. But it made me wonder, like, why is he going after these other Cybermen? Why, why he, was like, he like attacked that one? Yeah, and he's screaming and he's trying to salvage parts, but it also seems like. Why doesn't he just turn them on and they're instantly with him? Well, I think I it's like, well, because they attacked him, right? Like, they didn't attack him. They just well, turned it on. First, when he first turned him on, he, they put their hands out like as if to grab him, and then he pushed him back and started doing the sawing thing. Oh, I didn't notice that. To me, they just turned on and then he like went after him, and then they kind of started. Yeah, I didn't notice them. I like, did notice that like their hands went up as if to do their attack. Thing. But after they were attacking, that's what I saw. I thought they went into like the little salute thing that they I do. Mean, that was after when was he after first like saws them. Up, yeah, he, yeah. So I don't know. I think also because he's not technically going with what the Cybermen are about. And so, which is upgrading everyone. Which is upgrading everyone. He's going about just annihilating everyone. So that That's might be true. some reason why maybe he he's has trying to, to change them a bit. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, those Cybermen, like those hundred thousand Cyber soldiers mm-hmm. that are in there, because like that's basically what they said. I think they said it's a hundred floors, and a thousand Cybermen on each one. They have a hundred thousand soldiers. Yeah, I think it's I think it's like a thousand because they said ten. They said ten doors on each floor, and yeah. then there were like hundreds of. But then when they showed the, but then they said there looked like much, much. They more. said how many decks are there? Hundred. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds. hundreds. So it would be yeah. like thousands. Yeah. yeah, but it's a whatever it is. It's a lot, and this is also the end of the Cybermen too. This is the end of the humans and the end of the Cybermen. They've kind of like fought each other off. Because that's the whole thing is that you can't have the end of humanity without the end of Cybermen's because Cybermen's right. the human body. But it makes me wonder why it's like, because a shot isn't after these humans to convert them. He just wants to kill them all off, which is interesting because that would add more to your population of Cybermen. Why isn't he trying to upgrade them? Uh-huh. Uh, that's interesting. Like, I guess that's a fair question. Like, why aren't these humans being upgraded? Yeah, like, because then it would be like, if you get one, then you can convert. But he was just out to kill them all. Yeah. Uh, there was a question in the chat cool. where it was like, uh, is it a canon thing about this Time Lord's not being able to become Cybermen? I think we can all agree that canon's just kind of like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> this season. I yeah. think they're really they're really trying to like, I change I don't believe they've ever said, but, the, but Tenant is specifically rejected mm-hmm. as not convertible. Yeah. By his era of Cybermen, yeah. because the, he has Time Lord physiology. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if that has held true for all of canon, but also like it's Doctor Who. Canon is very loose. Yeah. It, but unless you like, except for within showrunners, and even that, especially the Moffat years. I mean, we tried to push canon on Chibnall, and somebody in, on YouTube was like, "Guys, it's Doctor Who. Stop caring about the canon." I care like, about the canon. I'm like, well, I mean. 
I, it's, in, <laughs> it's important a lot of the time, if not all the time. It's just like you just want to, we just want a consistent story. Yeah, and they, they did at least try to honor the canon by attempting to do some of the stuff that kills Cybermen. It's just like when when the um, uh, the Daleks came back and then Rose went up the stairs and everyone was like, oh, ha, 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 and they went, elevate, you know. You just honor the canon and then yeah. upgrade it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So we it's just we're looking for consistency. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge, is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's gonna distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anyway, um, continuing to, to move to talk about other things in this episode, yeah. uh, let's talk about the doctor in this episode because I think this is the most emotional mm. that we've seen this doctor mm. so far over two seasons. Mm. Because like, I, I guess when she's, it, or maybe not the most emotional, but the most the angriest that we've seen so far when she's yelling at her friends. We haven't seen that. That's new. Okay. Um, she yells at her friends like, you have to leave. No questions. Yeah. She's never spoken to them that way before. And they are thrown by it. It's that's mm. something unexpected to them. Yeah. I mean. She's more of a leader this season, I think, than, than in other seasons. She's really been with these companions, the three companions, and she's really become this kind of captain you know she's yeah. really she has a she has a crew and even that one episode because i've been watching all of them kind of all together the one episode a couple of whiles back where she was off on her own she didn't know who to talk to she didn't know what to do because she's so used to having like people there yeah people like so it is i think they're really finding who what her personality is this season and that's what i've been really enjoying about this season seeing her kind of like Becoming a leader, becoming a guide, but also not being there socially, not really knowing how to talk about emotions, and I like that as an aspect of her. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's a cool twist to having the first female doctor is not one that could talk about emotions easily, and that's kind of nice. Well, just because we're women doesn't mean we're in touch with our emotions. Right. That's why I like it. Because I think that yeah. would be, I think that would be like the stereotype you could think yeah, of. Like, and woman doctor, she's really into emotions. No, you know? and that would be gross. Yeah. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a part of the doctor, you know. Right. Like, the doctor is socially always, with the exception, I think, of Tennant, socially yeah. awkward. Yeah, even Tennant was kind of socially awkward, but he's so just charming that you just... Yeah. Like, you don't notice. Well, there was... There's, he played a killer on Criminal, and I was still, like, still so charming. We've, we've also talked about this um, on the show before, about how, like, alien the Doctor is, and mm -hmm. I was talking to someone about this today, about how this Doctor is kind of closer to the alien side, much more than Tenet. Tenet is maybe one of our most human Doctors mm -hmm. that we've had, and then Matt Smith was definitely a bit more alien, mm -hmm. and then Capaldi was like a bit more human again, and it kind of like shifted back, and now we're swinging much more towards the alien aspect, where she is a little disconnected, she has empathy, but she doesn't quite know how to like express how to have that one-on-one -on -one talk. Like a friend of mine hated 
the conversation she had with Graham in the previous episode mm. where Graham was trying to talk about his fear of cancer coming back and she mm. didn't know how to talk to him. And I was like, oh, I love that. I thought it was like such a good personality-defining moment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where she is. Even in this episode, we're seeing that kind of continue where she doesn't quite know how to talk to – like she says, oh, and this is the last of the human race. Sorry, there's no, there's no better way to tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you talk to someone who doesn't really have a fear of death? Like right. they understand it as a concept. They understand endings. But it's not like the doctor has truly had to conceive of the notion of her own death. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, this version of her might disappear, but even still, when faced with actual death, the doctor got out of it. Yeah, I guess, right. especially especially since like Capaldi and now going forward, because yeah. like you could argue that like Matt Smith's doctor looked death in the face because yeah. he saw it. He didn't think he was getting more regeneration. Right. Yeah. He was expecting to be done. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this doctor is like, I'm gonna live forever. Yeah. 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 And also at this point, I mean. The doctor has kind of led forever, you know. It's just oh yeah. To, to get to the, be that old, like I don't know. There's, a, there's a couple of great comments in the chat that I want to bring up. Kristen says the last season was about the trip, and this one was about being the leader. And mm -hmm. I think that's a good point. Yeah. And then also John in the chats uh, like is quoting one of my favorite quotes from this episode, which is, "You don't have to tell me your life story." When she's like getting the download <laughs> of everyone, yeah. She's like, yeah. Okay, stop. Yeah. That was that was kind of nice. Uh, I have also this is also for John Ansel. We're talking about canon. He goes canony wanony. Yeah. <laughs> and then another person and says canon really is well. emoji key. So <laughs> there's a hot debate in canon the chat. Canon is key. But, uh, you know. Yeah. So anyway, um, so yeah, th I, this is we get, we're getting at least a little bit of more character stuff yeah. from the doctor, yeah. um, even if we're not getting it from our companions so much. I gotta say, they said that the only person signed on to do another season is Jodie Whittaker and Chris Chibnall. And it's not that I don't like Graham or Ryan or Yaz, but I would be okay if she got new companions next year. Oh, she I should. It, three seasons uh, is a lot a lot for companions, and we also just haven't been doing much with these guys. Yeah. I disagree. disagree. I think there has been moments with the with the companions this season that I've been really enjoying. I really liked... There was a deep dive into Yaz as a character, yeah. like in the previous episode where, where it was dealing with mental health, and yeah. we got to see her struggles, and that was a really moving moment for me, yeah. and it was also very a uh, character-building moment, which was nice. Mm. Ryan, we haven't been dealing with that much. Yeah. I will give you that, but Graham has just been killing it with like the lines and how comfortable he is with travel and how there's and with the space travel and how he has these like. He has the best jokes. I, I would miss Graham the most. Like, yeah. Graham does really... have great lines, and he's got great delivery, too. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like them, but yeah. what I, I feel like there is just something that's kind of off. Like, I don't feel that there's... They're getting... They could have their whole... They could have their own show without the Doctor, and I wouldn't notice quite that much of a difference. Like, because it feels like they're just so... Well, they're so like they're they're not partners with the doctor. Yeah, they are. The doctor is their leader, and they listen to the doctor. Yeah, and maybe that's not something. I guess you know, because I'm more new series Doctor Who. Um, I'm not quite used to experiencing yeah. because most of the Doctor's companions, and and at least the new series, have been more about I am your partner, and you know, 
yeah, I'm there's part more of, the of a family. personal feeling to it, and I don't feel that way. And I don't feel like the doctor feels that way, and then me as a, as an audience this, doesn't feel that way. There's also a great moment. Speaking of this, uh, in this episode that I really liked, where she talked about the team dynamic. I don't remember the exact words, but the the team dynamic is not. It's not flat. It is a mountain, and I am the top. I am the summit. Mm-hmm. I have to make the decisions. I have to decide what's happening. And it showed how – it showed that surprisingly this is one of the lonelier doctors. Mm-hmm. I mean, Capaldi was pretty lonely, but I think Jody is actually even more so. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because she's surrounded by people that she isn't having an intense conversation with. And she also is kind of hiding more character stuff yeah. in her that she's not openly talking to these people about. We've seen the doctor at different stages go through bouts of loneliness, mm-hmm. like especially like – Matt Smith's doctor after he lost Amy and Rory went yeah. through like he Capaldi. secluded himself Capaldi went through a lot Tenet. of it um, they all go through their their moments mm-hmm. um, but this doctor hasn't had to go off to be that way that's just sort of her default yeah. is to feel separated and on her own and that could be like the amount of it's like the amount of companions that, that she's lost over the years yeah. is building up and like Cybermen reappearing after like having ta- taken out people that are close to, to her like multiple times in recent seasons has got to be a, a just stalwart. Like Bill a was probably reminder. for at least for Capaldi's doctor. I mean, Clara was fine, but I mean, you know, I feel about Clara, but um, I think <laughs> Bill was able to get to the doctor in a way mm-hmm. that he did have like a true affection for Bill, yes. you know, um, not to say that he didn't have an affection for any of his other companions, but for, to watch her turn into something yeah. that he fears. She bloomed under, yeah. under his guidance. Bill also had an apprentice-mentor relationship yeah. with the Doctor. That's that's there. And this is like, this is a, this is a very Star Trek-y kind of group here. This is, I'm, listen, I'm in the middle of rewatching a lot of Star Trek, so I'm like referencing it but a lot. But you're not, you're not wrong in that there's like there's a, a captain, captain. And the crew, yeah. and while they are friends, they don't have an equal so footing. Bunch of red shirts. It, uh, I hope not. I don't want to see. I really <laughs> no. I don't especially think because will. we're doing a Cyberman episode, and to have like three after people, we lost that bill. like Dan, yeah, we lost Danny Pink to a cyber story. Yeah. We lost bill. bill to a cyber story. I don't need to lose more oh, yeah. companions to a, cyber story. to a cyber yeah. story. Yeah. So like that's thing. We've always... done a lot, and this is like I'm. This is the most interesting. I'm uh, interested. I've been in Cyberman in years. You can't turn no more but... black people into a Cyberman. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do it. Okay. <laughs> What is that saying? What I'm is just that? saying you turn all it's, your black people into Cybermen. If Ryan, okay? when, when Ryan disappeared at the moment, I like at the beginning, I went, "Oh no, no, Ryan! <laughs> Don't no. do three for three, Chibnall." No. Um, Gonna have to be great. I'm also all right. We we talk about the companions a lot, but the, we, there's still some other stuff we've got yeah. to talk about. We don't have a lot of time left. Yeah, of course. Okay. So I want to jump to. The uh, the portal the or the barrier rather the boundary or the bound mm-hmm. is the boundary the I boundary. got it wrong several times the boundary times. <laughs> um, the boundary I even have it written down the boundary and Koshamus yes um, this like mystical wizard guide who's literally got like moons and stars on his staff. cloak and a staff like he's li- he, he looked moons like Merlin stars? on the back of his coat there were like totally. some like moons or oh, stars or symbols like drawn it looked he looked like a, a wizard <laughs> yeah he, he had very Luke in Last Jedi feel to me he yeah. had very like um, if these people are time lords well so here so to recap 
we we find this boundary. The doctor steps out onto these rocks. You have to get closer, and then and it reveals not an idyllic world that I guess Koshemus was used to seeing mm-hmm. based on what he said, but the destroyed Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. So is this a time portal of some kind? Is this a a boundary to Gallifrey? Like, mm-hmm. are we on Gallifrey right now? And this like boundary is keeping a piece well, of it there. Also, Coco said that. Uh, I call him Coco. Coco said that this was the first time he saw that. Yeah. To see Gallifrey. But, well, he well, said he's never seen, never seen it like that. Yes. So it's possible that he was seeing it in good standing, and then this is the first time he's had to go near it since the master wrecked the place. I don't know. Was the, is it Ethan or Evan? It's Ethan. Ethan. There was something that he said where he was like, you think I'm a child, when he was fixing something, and I was like, that's a weird thing for uh, a teenager to say, like to to because he made a reference to him being younger, and then uh, Ethan was like implied that he was much older than we thought. I don't know. I was just kind of like, are these people human, human, or are they like the beginning of Time Lords, or like are we like? So this goes back to my theory that I dropped earlier this year that I've had for years uh, that somehow humans turn into Time Lords <laughs> yeah. by some crazy coincidence. And, like, we're, they're literally talking about, like, the with, and then the Master jumps out yeah. and is like, don't be afraid, Doctor, because everything is about to change forever. Yeah. <laughs> no one says that before they tell you something is about to change forever. The Master That's, does. Yeah, the Master is the most melodramatic bitch on this planet, we, or in this universe. I've never, I've never been battles. told Sorry. something that changed my life forever, and it started with, I'm going to change your life forever. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. Very Clearly, just... you have not been to enough uh, motivational seminars, Dave. They did not change my life forever. <laughs> that is the problem. You're not going to the right ones. Anyway, um, so uh, uh, we don't have a ton of time, so I want to move, uh, and we'll do our we'll do our who's who after this. But like, can we just get into prediction territory? Because right. oh, I want to sure. talk about like what's coming next week while we have time. Your after buzz. Because as TV apparently Harley Quinn says in the chat, uh, dun dun dun. <laughs> uh, when the thank you, there you go. Uh, the master jumps out. Everything is about to change. Mm-hmm. Um, like so a little bit of what's coming next week. We know that uh, we're gonna like we're gonna venture more, do some more with with Coco, yep. uh, and like this cyber and Ashad and the Siberium. And Brendan and Brendan. Brendan is gonna. I hope they tie that up. I mean, they, I think they have to. We don't know. <sighs> I, like based on so this is casting rumors so spoilers based on that like uh, according to IMDb we're going to get at least some more answers about Doctor Ruth. Oh yeah. Okay. What thoughts? I okay. So this I'm a like couple tired of things. Just saying. <laughs> There's a couple of things that I find interesting. Is one you brought up the fact that we've been doing the master, we've been doing the um, Cybermen a lot, especially at the end of seasons with the master. Yeah. And it made me think that it was kind of like, it's weird to bring back the Cybermen again and then bring back the master and have them all kind of in the same mix again, unless that's a direct connection to what happened to Missy Mm -hmm. and what happened from Mm -hmm. Missy to this master. And I'm wondering if we're going to find out what happened between Missy and this master or... If it's not between Missy and this so master. So this master is the one that comes right before Missy. Ma- which is or, what we kind of been thinking. Or after. Like, we could find out something like that. I don't know. It's I, I'm just wondering if there's going to be, like, a connection there because Missy used a lot of the Cybermen 
in her time. Mm-hmm. I'm also thinking that uh, the whole Brendan stuff. I'm wondering if he is Coco, if it's like connected that way. I had the same thing. Or yeah. if it might be, it might be something where we're seeing someone's reliving their life over and over again. So maybe that last part was actually fake, but the rest of it was real, and you're just seeing someone kind of live they, that. Not sure, Adrian. Like what are you thinking? Time to, uh, or Cyberman technology. Yeah, it looked like old Cyberman tech. Right. Um, I don't know, man. It's a lot going on. Like, I don't think Brendan and Co- and Koshamus are the same person necessarily. But I do think that Koshamus might be hiding something because he he was able to escape being upgraded. Uh, that's kind of weird. Just putting that out there. Um, I and I do think it's possible that these people are like the beginning of the Time Lords and what does that mean and well then who are these people really are they just like simply human or are they something else and how do they, how do they get the two hearts and that kind of stuff so there's a lot to go through <coughs> I'm excited to see like Dr. Ruth I think Dr. Ruth might be an older version of the doctor the doctor's so old they just don't remember um, that's all I got I also yeah. want to bring up one more thing well, yes okay, I went. I'm going to do it here <laughs> I think whether we like it or not I think maybe those godlike beings from a, a, the Star Trek episode of this season might actually maybe come back because they're immortals and they're talking where we've just met another immortal. And in that episode, they talked about guardians. And then we're talking about guardians oh, here. Oh, and that place is called Garda. Yeah, so I think the that episode, of- while it seemed like a one-off, I think it might be more connected than we think. I hope so. That's yeah. what I've been wanting okay. from Chibnall's run that he hasn't done so far. But, right. okay, we got to do So I want to do who's who on who. I'll do it real fast. All right, so let's just, we're just talking about the actors today because if you don't know who the Cybermen are and what the gold dust means, I'm really not here to tell you. Like, welcome to Doctor Who. <laughs> Get with it. No, I'm joking. Goldfest kills them. And it causes repository issues. So Ian McConey, <coughs> sorry, I'm dying a little bit, is Co-Shamus. You mainly recognize him from Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and as Barristan Selmy on Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, I'll, <coughs> oh, no, here we go. After that, we have uh, Patrick O'Kane as a shot. Uh, he, the lone Cyberman, was also in Game of Thrones. He oh. played one of the many faces that oh. What's-His-Face turns into. And he was in Star Wars Last Jedi. Now, clearly, these are well-established <laughs> UK actors, and I'm sure they have much bigger roles in theater and on television, but I just pulled what I understood and what I got. And then lastly, we have Julie Graham as Rabio, which is kind of the love interest of Graham. Yeah, she's in, uh, I like that, by the way. We didn't talk about that, but that was great. Yeah, so she's also a well-known actress, Shetland, uh, Harry, and Benidorn are some of the, her credits. So Cool. Yeah, and that's who's who on who, and yeah, the gold dust causes repository issues. And, and How does it cause story issues? Respiratory. Respiratory issues. Oh, okay. Breathing. Cool, cool, cool. Breathing issues. Breathing. <laughs> like what I'm having right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, cool. there's some irony in there. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Doctor Who After Show. We will be back next week, Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific, to talk about the season finale of Doctor Who season 12. I can't wait. Yep. Uh, until then, I've been Zach Wilson. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ThatZachWilson. Adrian. Yes, I'm Adrian Snow. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Adrian Snow. You can also catch me in the next two minutes on Outlander After Show. 
and on Wednesdays at the Magicians. Unfortunately, for the next two weeks, I will not be at the Magicians after show, and I will not be on Outlander, but I will catch you in late or mid-March. Because you're going to Scotland. That's pretty great. Scotland. Find, find Brendan for us, please. And I'm Dave Child. You can find me at MRDaveChild or DaveChild.com. My name is Dave Child. This has been the Doctor <laughs> Who After Show. Oh, boy. Allons-y. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.